Hi, and welcome to episode seven of the Sauce Podcast. On this week's episode, our worlds collide with some of our favorite people. We also share biz tips on working remote culture, how to build a work from home system, how to build a personal brand while working remote, and what our non-negotiables are around working from home. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Sauce Podcast, where you will meet your hosts, Molly McKinstry and me, Liz Hajar. We are two colleagues turned friends who have worked together at the same company for nearly 10 years. Molly and I were born three weeks apart on opposite coasts of the U.S., And while we are nearly the same age, today our personal lives are quite different. And while we share the same job title at work, our paths to getting there have been quite different. Join us each week on the Sauce Podcast where we will share tips, tricks, and lessons we've learned together over the last 10 years. We both say it's our shared values of hard work to always do our best with a little bit of zaw that has led us to both our friendship and professional success. We hope you tune in each week Enjoy and have a little bit of fun with us along the way. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Mal. How are you? How are you? I'm oh. good. I'm good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, I know. I'm really happy. Today is Wednesday. Um, it was a great little, I'm done with work today, but um, it was very nice. It's a gorgeous day here in London. So I decided I'm doing a steps challenge. We're doing a step challenge out here. I don't even have told you, but we're doing a steps challenge. No, I, like, I, will crush I love it. The steps challenge. I'm not like, it's like actually embarrassing. People are hitting 17, 20,000 steps a day. And I'm like, how? So I decided I'm going to, I'm going to walk at home from a WeWork that I was at. And, uh, Grabbed a bag of popcorn from, uh, it was not a, for those that live out here, it wasn't proper popcorn. No, no. It was Tesco salted buttery popcorn. Mm. Ate the bag on my walk, came home, had some frozen grapes, and then chatting with you all. So that's kind of my my Wednesday. You know what I mean? I love good buttered salty popcorn. I feel like I never eat that unless I'm at the movies, but delish. Yeah. Love that you got it on your way home. It was a great Um, treat. Yeah. And it's just so funny that it's the end of the day for you. It's the middle of the day for me. And this is kind of my lunch hour, which I don't always get. So I'm thrilled to be spending it with you today. Thank you, Mo. Yeah. And over here, just, I don't know, can't believe we're coming to the end of June. We're kind of cruising along. The the McKinstry gals are just not me, but Lily Quinn and Sadie are just crushing summer, like all, all day. They're just on the pl- at the playground, on the trampoline, having picnics in my yard. I see them through my office window. It's so cute. Well, during the day, are they going to, are they all home from school now? Yeah. So everybody's okay. home from school for summer. Hanley, our son is in like a sport camp every single week. Okay. And I was he, wondering if yeah. they were camping. Okay. Just he, me and then. Just, just hand man, really. Okay. He loves it. And it's great for him. You know, it's kind of different groups of kids, different friends and different sports that he rotates through. So that's great. But the girls, we really don't have oh. in a ton that's consistent. They've got little stuff here and there. So it's just such a treat because I'm sitting in my home office, looking out the window in our yard and I see them 
pushing each other on the swings, bringing out their stuffed oh, animals and them. dolls and having little picnics. It's classic. And it's so like good. the oldest Lily would like make sure the two younger ones are like good and happy and have oh, everything. Yeah. She's just so like, I feel like very kind and thoughtful. Yeah. Um, you also have a very fun backyard that I think one day we're going to need to talk about like fun, fun backyard events, adventures, toys to have with the kiddos. I think that oh, would be yeah. fun to talk about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And having a backyard just saved us in 2020. You know, we just were so lucky to be able to open the doors and go outside and just feel like, okay, we left the inside of our home. And uh, yeah, we, we love and live in our backyard. It's kind of our it's just like our happy place when we're home. Good. We're going to have to do some chat about the backyard. Okay. Let's so do it. I Maybe love that. Some so, picks. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that mole. Um, okay. We've got to talk about today. I think for everybody you've met me and Molly before we started at Glassdoor, you got, you'll get plenty more of us, a little bit of our career path. You understood how we met and that it was, uh, it was a building of love from this gal, but Molly was love at first sight. And um, I'm so thankful <laughs> for your patience, Molly McKinstry, and determination. So as oh, we've yes. learned, we've learned a lot from one another. So today we really want to get into, because part of the podcast is we wanted to talk about personal stuff as well as a business tip. And we wanted to make sure that you understood your host. So thank you for getting through or listening to the other ones. People really like the Enneagram one. I think they loved it. I think people that know us loved how we met. So um, yeah, thank so you guys funny. for tuning in. But Maul, before we get into our biz tip, we're going to talk today is going to be about um, working remote. And as we've mm. all been, everyone has now, whether you wanted to or not be working remote, you became working remote this past year. And as yeah. we're phasing into offices and some people are going back to work, some aren't, some it's up to you if you want to. Some people have moved out of where their home location, their headquarters is. Yep. Molly McKinstry, you have always been an OG <laughs> work remote pretty much for the past mm, seven, six, seven years. Yeah, I guess. Well, I d- yeah, I did a year when Hanley was born and then I've been now full-time remote since 2016. So yeah, five and a half years, six years. <sighs> yeah. It's been... So- yeah, it's been interesting. And I, I really don't think as I thought about what my career would look like and how it would take shape, I didn't envision being a work from home or a, a remote leader, but it just happened. And obviously, again, working for a company that's been so supportive of that and allowing allowing me to do that while also growing my family, it's it's been fantastic. But to your point, it really did prepare me for what 2020 yeah. ultimately was and the entire workforce moving to remote. So yeah, we can talk a lot about that today. Love that mall, and I think you did it before. Before working remote was cool, you, you were you're cool, but before it was like a big big <laughs> thing. Um, it was before Slack. We didn't even have Gmail, shared Google Docs. Like you know, yeah. there was we didn't even have video. We didn't have Blue Jeans, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, none of that. It was over the phone, everything. So we're going to get into that. But Mal, I got very very fired up because we're recording today, and there was like a collision of some of my favorite some of my favorite humans. And I was like, the podcast is a perfect time to talk about it because I think you're going to love it. And are hopefully, listen, I see the stats. Our audience is 85% women. So like, I feel like this is great to talk about. <laughs> but the collision of people was, Hoda Kotb is one of my fave people that I would love to have on the show. Or just like, I love the, I love the woman. She's just cool and great. Yeah, yeah. She one of your guests. Show. One of your top guests. Top three. Yeah. One of my guests. Hodes, let us know. Also, Molly, remember how we did that Hoda and Kathy Lee tryout video? Do you remember when I made you do that by the Golden Gate oh, Bridge? About why I wanted to my be on gosh. the show? Yes, I remember that. But I truly forgot it until this very moment. <laughs> we recorded a video 
asking to get on the show. The, the show. Yes, we yeah. did. I remember and I that. Sent oh it my in. gosh. Do you still and have that? I do. We, <laughs> we gotta buzz that. We gotta buzz that. This was, it was one of Liz's like escapades. I put Molly on and I was like, absolutely we're in it. We're doing it. And I'm like, if you need to ride home across Golden Gate Bridge, we real quickly need to stop make a video for Hoda. And I think you and I should be on there. Um oh. they were asking for people, but Anywho, on Hoda, she does the Savannah Guthrie Today Show morning, but then she does the extended hour with Jenna Jenna Hager, um, yep. who Jenna yep. Bush, which yep. I, I love Jenna, loved her and her sister's book. And they got into a debate, I believe it was yesterday, actually, about Spanx, which Sarah Blakely, one of my other favorite people, yes. like a dream guest on here. Also one of your dream guests, yes. And I'm all, I feel like you really like Sarah as well. I love Sarah, yeah. Yep. So they got, she made Spanx and Spanx is an undergarment for, for women and a men's line. So for that 15, 20% of our audience, a little shout out to SPANX. Okay. So <laughs> everyone loves them undergarments. Listen, it's supposed to help with like seams and like it makes things fall, like your dress fall more smoothly and not get stuck. But also we all love it because it helps suck us in for um, <laughs> any, any event. Okay. Love a well, okay. Okay. Yes. So like a little sausage in a casing. Kidding. Totally fine. So they, I guess on the show, Hoda and Jenna were talking about Spanx and I think it got into the conversation. I, w- I didn't see the original like conversation, but on their show, they were like, do you wear underwear with Spanx or do you not? And Hoda totally thinks you do wear underwear. And Jenna's okay. like, I never wear underwear with Spanx. So there was a huge debate about it. There was a poll on Twitter. Sarah Blakely caught wind of this and put up a, a, a poll on her Instagram. And then she called in today to give the final answer of whether she designed the garment to be with underwear under it or without underwear Wait, under it. Did you get the answer? Do you know what the yeah, answer but is? Do we tell the answer? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I, I'm very, very curious. What do you think, Mobile? I think without. I think without underwear. Okay. You're without undies. I was without only because I knew that Sarah designed it as like a garment to help things fall more smoothly again, but we all have stuck it in, but to help fall more smoothly. And I'm like, who would want to wear underwear and then Spanx on top of that? Like that's right. just going to like, that's just not comfortable. And like crease, it's not, it's, I think it defies the point of, of Spanx. It's kind of what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Are you wrong? Are you wrong? We're the world. Are, are we wrong? <laughs> are, are we wrong? wrong? Um, so the polls are that Sarah Blakely designed it, that you do not wear underwear underneath your Spanx. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like that, I, I feel like that makes sense. Cause I think part of the other, I mean, I believe one of the other purposes of Spanx is to help, um, with the lines, right. Lines of wearing underwear actually. And so you're kind of defeating that purpose if right. you are creating that line. I love it though. And I love that she came on the show. Oh my gosh. Kind of told everybody what was up. She called in. It was fab. I actually think today before we post this episode, we should do a little survey with our audience and see what people think um, around what people, I'd love to see what our audience would do. So maybe we'll post that before we post this episode. And then our following episode, we'll, we'll discuss our, our poll results of our audience and you males out there. We'd love to think what what you think too. Okay. Um, (laughs) We we hope that you answer the questions. Um, Yes. Okay. But then there, we had another, I know you, you sent this to me. We had another one of our fave ideal guests. I mean, one of my top three, um, Taylor Swift, also known as Lady Tay to, Uh, you know, her most avid fans, Lady Tay. That's what I call her. (laughs) I I don't know if I knew that, but I'm here for it. I mean, I call her Lady Tay. I Mm -hmm. just, that is my name for her, but she 
And the business just expert that she continues to be is re-releasing one of her most successful albums and one of her best, Red. Just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Liz and I did a lot of driving over the Golden Gate Bridge, listening to All Too Well, singing at the top of our lungs, and maybe or maybe not like tears because, you know, we're just thinking of being like 12-year-old girls or 14-year-old girls feeling, you know, how Lady Tay felt when she wrote that song. And maybe even 32 for some of us, okay? I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Some of us had a heartbreak (laughs) at 32, you know what I mean? And like the Red album, we won't spend too much time, but she's re-recording all of her albums. And the Red album originally is like 12 songs. And it's a dark one. I think she had just broken up with Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Or I mean, it, it, did she break up with him or did oh. he break her heart? Because I, I mean, I think that the the Very feeling profound, is Molly. he absolutely yes. crushed her. That I mean, obviously she and I oh. don't have a personal relationship yet. Hope that mm. can change and evolve. But, you know, I that's what I come understood. Out. It's going to come out on the sauce about the Jake crushing her soul. And all too well, the the metaphors, the similes, the the heart in that whole entire song, you can't not shed a tear, especially no. when you're hitting the GGB. When you're on the Gold oh. Gate Bridge, you can't not. Oh, my gosh. So the big Again. news. Yeah. The big news is that she originally had a 10-minute version of All Too Well. And they the original studio wanted her to cut it down, so she did, and it's like four or five minutes. She's saying Red Red is going to be 30 songs now on her re-release. And we believe All Too Well is a song that's going to be 10 minutes long. Oh, my gosh. It's... I know. I know. No. I, to some people listening, this could feel like absolutely ridiculous. And how could we be so excited about this? But I will just say, I am genuinely so excited about this. My love for her and what I believe is her talent is very real. And oh, her songwriting is just I mean, unbelievable. It's got to be some of the best of our generation. It really does. I, I really like honestly and everything just like, yeah, I think that even if you're not a huge fan of Taylor, whether from what you know, know of her as a person or her music there's just something to be said about just like what she has built of herself so oh. we love lady tay i'm into that. lady tay that's what i call her and can't wait it's not going to release till november but we will move on from taylor but ma what is your favorite taylor album my very very favorite taylor album is probably red I Truthfully, felt like maybe yeah. yeah, 1989, close okay. second. I love 1989, but Red okay. is that's probably where my love of her really, really codified. Like okay. I, I felt like her talent and just who she is, and her, again, the songwriting, the metaphors, the analogies. I in school, I loved English. I took AP yes, Lit, AP Lang. Best. I just the love, best. love, I loved mean. English, and I feel like. That's why I love her songs. The metaphors she uses, just they get me. And Mo, you're my AP lit, AP everything gal. I'm like AP math, <laughs> AP science. Like, do no. not. You can probably hear this on the podcast that like Mo <laughs> is so good with her language. I remember we would be driving. We'll get off of this. I'm sorry, but up the hills, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the Ford Explorer. Like literally, Ty, we did not blow the speakers, but almost did. And Mo's like the her song treacherous. You're like treacherous, Lizzie. What a word. And like, I, I didn't stop, but like, I was like, oh I did stop gosh. there and I was like, yeah, what a I word. Know. You know what I mean? So, oh my gosh, to name a song treacherous and then to have it as the, like the hook and the bridge. I mean, again, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I was so impressed and I love language and I love words. And so, yeah, I was very drawn to 
she named a song treacherous and I just love yes. it. <laughs> yes. Love okay. That. So much about Taylor, shout out to we... my dad because he was just, he is the reason why I love words in the English oh, language. Really? Yeah. J-pop. Yeah. J-pop. Jamie Jeffra, big lover of the English language and words and vocabulary. I love that. Has he been listening? To the podcast? I don't yeah. think so yet. Okay. No. We got to get J-Pop I, on, on. He, Yeah, I don't think he knows. I don't know that he knows what a podcast is, to be fully Fair. honest. Fair. You know, as, as great as he is and for all his strengths, technology yeah. is not but, one of them. I told you, Lynn calls me. She's like, listen to the sauce. I go, how is it? Good. Every Good. Anything good. Good. So, Mom, no shout good. out to you. I hope this one's great. Okay. We <laughs> have had some fun chatting about things happening in life. Last update. We have two updates about the podcast. Right now, we've been releasing weekly. And Maul and I were chatting and we think that this is a very, um, this is very, it's been so fun and we're enjoying it. We're going to keep it going, but it's very, uh, it's very me and Maul kind of producing and, and doing all of this. <laughs> so we're going to move this to right now, just to kind of get, make sure we're getting quality episodes out to you. We do want to move to bi-weekly episode drops. So twice a month. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense just to keep the content really, really fresh and hopefully something that everybody enjoys and also kind of gives us a little bit of a chance to try to create some partnerships, which is something we are after and focusing on as much as this is so fun for us, you know, we would love for it to be a thing outside of the fun with one another. So we have that kind of in the works. Um, yeah, we do. We have a partnership. It's not a brand that one of our siblings or family members, uh, work for. It was actually a brand reached out to us, um, interested in our, what we're about. And so we're going to meet with them the next couple of weeks. And as things become more real, we'll keep you posted on that little, on the partnership. So we're very excited about that. So things are happening, but expect whether you want to call it bi-weekly bi-monthly, fortnightly. Um, we will drop an episode the week. Um, you'll get an episode the week every of other Thursday, yeah. every other Thursday. Exactly. Yep. So yep. yeah. So some updates guys and some fun things happening out in the world, but let's go ahead and jump into the biz kind of tip that we want to speak about. And again, I mentioned earlier, it's going to be around working remotely. So Mal, yeah. do you want to kick us off a little bit? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I think, you know, we gave a little bit of a, of a precursor here that, I became a full-time remote leader in January 16. So when COVID hit, if you will, and I mean, I know at our company, we travel at the end of February 2020. So by the time that happened, I already had four years and some change of, of working from home exclusively. I absolutely have traveled quite a lot in, in my roles and been part of working remotely. But yeah, once that happened, let call it February or March 2020, um, it was, I think, a, an experience for everybody that I did feel somewhat fortunate that I had some experience in and, you know, maybe could yeah. just offer some some opportunities to other leaders who were not used to not sitting with their teams every day. You know, a lot of people, especially again, for our company, we have offices in San Francisco, in Chicago, in Dublin, in London, and many of our leaders were used to sitting in an office with a lot of their team and a lot of the cross-functional partners. So this was a new experience for, for everyone. And I will exactly. And Molly, I think we can get, I want to dive into, I think there's a few different areas we can hit on everything from since we've been at Glassdoor and stepped into leadership, but I think leadership, even as an an individual contributor, if you're in sales, whether you're in, you know, marketing, HR, legal, 
we were always told to have a system about like, you know, so it wasn't, everything wasn't ad hoc, just trying to fix everything at once. You know what I mean? Or just kind of like, you know, you're kind of playing um, bop it, like, you know, trying to every fire that comes up, you're trying to put it down. We should have a system. So everybody knows what to expect throughout the week. So I think we can talk about kind of the system that you put in place. I think communication is really important too. How yeah. much communication, how little, what kind of trust goes into that? Um, I think that'd be good. And what else do we want to kind of touch on? Um, I think system non-negotiables, like, what are some things that when you are remote and your team either is as well or is not, what are some non-negotiables that are super important there? And yeah. then I think we can, yeah. Yeah, no, I think all of those are really good topics. You know, for me, just first and foremost, when you go to an entire remote work experience, you, you know, you have to understand the, we are adults. We work with adults. We work with highly mm-hmm. capable, highly talented, highly smart people. And also now, you know, everybody is trying to be the professional while also manage whatever's going on at home. And, you know, some people have roommates, have partners, have children, have pets, you know, yeah. and I would just say like the immediate observation I had in March of last year is you got to everybody a little grace. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this was a very big change and some people were more ready for it, both mentally and actually like in the environment, the physical environment they were in. So for me, that's just like where you start, start with good intentions and start with the realization that this could be hard for people. And this isn't what everybody would choose. Funny enough now though, I think you, you hear the studies and you see that people are adjusted to and seemingly really liking the option of working from home. And, you know, it might be hard for folks who felt like they never wanted to not be in an office. Now the idea of, oh my goodness, I have to go back in, like we're opening again and I need to go. Exactly. I think it's very, I mean, I think people are, everybody has many, many thoughts and feelings about this because me, I'm somebody, so here's, here's what I will say, Molly, you went remote and I, my experience of remote is like when I moved to Chicago, half my team was in Mill Valley. And then I was in Chicago building an office, but also had to manage people remote. They were all together in a location. Okay. And then it's the same thing. When I moved to London, a lot of my supporting partners were either in Dublin or they were in the U S. So I've always been in an office. I'm somebody who like self-proclaimed likes an office. I love a routine. I just am, is it more productive partially, but it just helps give me like my separation. So I really like it. And I will say COVID's been kind of, I've had highs and lows of working from home, like things I've loved about it and things I've missed about an office. So I agree during COVID, we had to kind of say like, listen, like there's a lot of mental health going on here. Yeah. What do you need to do? But I have a question, Molly, were you, like when you say give people grace, we are all adults and all that, but when you first started managing remote, when Glassdoor wasn't really remote, were you give people grace or were you like, you know, like, let me yeah. know when you have a doctor's appointment or how did you handle that? And remember yeah. you were managing, you talk about this, you're managing people a lot older than you. How did you kind of manage that? If they were all at headquarters, your remote, how did you handle that? Yeah. So I think you already alluded to it with, you need a system or, or structure. And I think people for the most part really like to appreciate, really appreciate knowing what's expected, right? What's expected of, of me as an employee, as a member of this team. And so I think that's where I started. So if I think back when I first went remote, you know, obviously there are the just weekly cadences that exist in a team. We had a Monday team meeting. I would have one-on-one 
connects with each of my employees, you know, for 30 to 45 minutes every single week, that wouldn't change. What we actually did was created a Friday kind of weekly wrap up coffee break half hour. So it was, it was like a chance for us to connect at the end of the week and it was more casual and more fun, but again, a a moment in time for the day for all of us to get on the line together and feel like we could connect and, uh, and kind of like formally be sent off into the weekend. So for me, I start with that system and letting the team know we're going to have these connection points as a team. And there's going to be two moments on during the week, Monday and Friday, where we're going to come together as a group. And then Tuesday through Thursday, we're going to meet kind of individually one-on-one. Cool. So that's just like table stakes. Love. And was that Friday led by reps, your, excuse me, your teammates um, telling you, Maul, we would like to have a Friday close wrap. Did you want that and ask them about it? How did that come about? I think it started that I actually initiated it and felt like let's create this space for more casual, just relationship building. But it probably was self-serving again, because I'm not with them every day. And I was really craving those connections. As we moved to full remote in 2020, fast forward, I know speaking with my teams and a lot of my leaders, this became a best practice that I think the employees were really craving and asking for. Um, So it was kind of cool to see that go full circle that when we were remote and people are feeling just, there's that risk of disconnection, let's get on the line, but let's just have fun. Let's, you know, if you drink wine, let's have a glass of wine together. You know, you could do it in the morning, have coffee and start the day. But I, I do think those just experiences are important when you don't have a team that's all together because you aren't building relationships, you know, walking to the break room or, you know, walking from your car together. So you kind of really have to for, force them a little bit and create them that way. Yeah. And I think when you're leading a team, and again, I know there's a lot of listeners out there that might be individuals, you know what I mean, that maybe um, are reporting to a, a leader or something like that. But a lot of times as a leader, you are chatting with everybody. You're talking remotely. You're talking to the whole team of one-on-ones, the team meetings. Then you're going to cross-functional meetings. And you don't realize that some of your individuals are only talking to you that week and anyone else they reach out to. And so I think it is important. I think just kind of like we're kind of balancing pre-COVID times, COVID times. And I think during COVID, there was a little bit of differences because there was so much I think there's, there was so much like unknown and like everyone's doing this, like panic what's going on as we go into the workforce. I think that there's some, like, you know, and some people go part-time and full-time, we're going to have a balance of like COVID times and pre-COVID times of working remote. And I do think it's important to remember as a leader that, that sometimes your people need more contacts than, than you, than you need, because you're talking to so many people. And I think it can be a little bit tiring as the leader, because you're in so many meetings over Zoom and you're Zoomed out, whereas sometimes some people don't have as many. But I think while you and I were talking about this before we did this episode, and one big thing is like some non-negotiables when you're working remote. So maybe Mm. we talk like pre-COVID, like what were some non-negotiables you had in your system? And we talked about your weekly system, but um, what about your monthly? Let's talk your monthly system and your quarterly system. Take a look at that. And then what non-negotiables you had in your system when working remote? Yeah. And and this, this does evolve, you know, given the seniority of your team and the number of people under you, it certainly does. You know, if you have a really small team of very, very senior folks who are, you know, running kind of their own groups and businesses, frankly, there's just 
fewer touch points because, you know, everybody is off um, running their, their, their groups and their businesses. But if I take it back to when I was leading a small team of, you know, frontline folks, we had daily touch-ins again, you know, we've either had live meetings or um, with the group or one-on-ones. And then on a monthly basis, we would kind of create other, other moments to join with the broader group once a month and do, you know, look back of how did we do across the business this month against our goals, definitely creating space for recognition and celebrating since you're not sitting next to one another, giving high fives or, you know, celebrating, you know, in person as you otherwise would. Um, And one thing I would say we have, we historically were doing very, very consistently quarterly, this included travel. So it hasn't looked as consistent last year, but would be getting together as a team once a quarter to do some strategic planning and to, you know, again, outline, you know, a look back. This is how we did a look forward. Here's what we're planning for the next 90 days. And yeah, go to dinner, go out, have fun to just build upon the relationships that you're trying to establish over zoom or the phone. Exactly. And what I would touch on that is, um, is that when I was remote, it was, I was in another office and had team in another office. And one thing that I would say that I learned was sometimes my other office, they were in Mill Valley would hear something from another leader. And maybe I hadn't communicated mm. to them yet, or mm. I wasn't aware of that. Cause I wasn't told that when I was out in Chicago, because we didn't have vid conferencing. We didn't really have G chat. We were on outlook for email, all that. Okay. And so I remember being like, you know, I needed to then understand why they were hearing that. And what happened was sometimes the team would hear things in Mill Valley that I either didn't know that they knew, or I was unaware mm. of what it was. Sure. And then they would start to kind of think about things and like get ideas about what was happening. This was a time when Glassdoor was growing like crazy and everything was changing all the time. So one other thing that I would say is when you are remote, if an email goes out from somebody above you, a C-suite, anything, your boss, anything, Follow up with a fast follow, we call it, and say, hey, if you haven't had a chance to tell them about it in the team meeting earlier that week, but you know the email's coming out, give them a heads up something's coming out or do what we call a fast follow. An email comes out, follow it up and say, hey, want to hop on a call and talk about this. Depending, you have to make the call of how urgent it is to get on a call or a fast follow. If you have good, depending on your relationship with your team, you could say, ping me, slack me, however, email me back, call me, text me if you want to talk any more about this. So I think the big picture there is, and you're a very good over communicator, Molly. I thought that I was, but I think I'm good. I'm not great. But I think when you're remote as well, the extra communication goes a very, very long way for your people. Check the, the checking in, messaging, making sure they're good with like above messaging, corporate messaging, all of that. Yeah. And you know what? I think you're right, Liz, that you just, it, it's, you just don't want to assume people know, or, or you don't want to assume the message has made it to people. You, you really need to take it upon yourself to deliver that message or ensure that the message has been delivered. And this is, you know, I think just yeah. making me realize part of the reason I value and care about written communication so much is likely just emphasized because I've been remote. So, you know, when we talked about it in episode one or two, just the importance of written communication and it being really, really strong and effective because that is 
an extension of your brand. I mean, I'm now right now truly self-reflecting for me. That really has been my brand because I haven't been in a live office for the last, you know, five years. One other thing though, that I would say is I, in 2020 specifically, we know zoom fatigue is real. We know burnout is real. And, and we know that just this day in and day out work from home environment without an opportunity to go into an office or travel to see folks has been really draining. And one thing I strive to do consistently week over week and, and truthfully every day is just personal messages and outreach to people. So we use Slack, you know, obviously there's Microsoft Teams, there's Gchat, but just giving shout outs. And I, I really try to do it directly to people, um, you know, where I just send them a note and say, Hey, saw you did this. Just want you to know it was awesome. And I appreciate how hard you're working. We had some new hires start last week and I have personally individually reached out to them and just said, I know we haven't met live and it'll likely be some time before we do, but I want to welcome you to the team. We're so thrilled you're here. I just think little things like that in an environment that is entirely remote, they really go a long way. They do. Yep. And I think there's a question of how much is too much. You know what I mean? How much is too much? But I think that everybody appreciates, especially in the year we had, but honestly, if your team is all, while you're remote and either your team's all in the office or they're remote as well, regardless, hearing from a colleague of some type to point out something that they did, I think is very, very big and always important. And so I think that that's huge. I also will touch on, I kind of interrupted you in your system to kind of go on about um, some communication, but you talked about weekly, monthly, and then quarterly get together and um, do a business review and sometimes individual business reviews. But yeah. the other thing that I wanted to mention that I think you're very good at as, as you've become an individual contributor, a manager of managing people, and then a second line manager, you've continued to keep quarterly one-on-ones with the, with the, I, with the individual contributors and make sure that you're checking in with them each quarter. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I think just the kind of maybe non-tech language, just so that this feels applicable, yeah. applicable to everybody is the more people you work with. And if you are in a leadership position, the more people who work for you, it is very easy to get disconnected from the folks kind of doing the day-to-day job that is so yes. critical to the overall success of the company and, and frankly, the mission we're fulfilling. So While it isn't easy to create Mm -hmm. time and space for dedicated one-on-one interactions with all of the people on your team and all of your employees, I, I have created a lot of rigor and discipline around prioritizing this because again, it makes people feel valued. It keeps me connected to the day-to-day work that they're focusing on. And it just, you know, hopefully builds and creates that culture of we're all one team. We're all here and in this together. And I'm not, you know, sitting in my home in Denver, just eating bottles drinking wine. I mean, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, I know, but they, I want them to know, like I'm, I see what you're doing. I'm in this with you. I value your work and all that you are putting forth. And my time spent with you is right now because we can't be together physically my way of thank you. And also a commitment in you and, and a person, um, a valued employee. I, could, yeah, I completely agree. And that's something that I had to learn because I've been in an office so long and I walk yeah. by and I say, Hey, and people like, I love that. I love humans. I love chatting. I love face to face though too. So I have had to yeah. flex that muscle. And I think 
if you ask us non-negotiables, um, and I've learned a lot of this from you, Molly, but a big non-negotiable is we our calendars shift constantly. I think everyone listening, your, your calendar shifts all the time. But what I do think is, Mal always says, one of the biggest non-negotiables is you don't miss time or with yes. your people when like yeah. you could like is, is, is like when you comes to having to shift your calendar a one-on-one with a rep a run-on-one with like the ice the individual contributors that are um on your team that is something that's very rarely shift rescheduled maybe but even then you really try to hold that time yeah, I I think that's so true. And again, it's there's so many ways this can be translated outside of the specific example we're talking about. You know, like I think about it even in the terms of family. If you constantly prioritize people beyond your own kids, then of course your kids are going to feel like, "Mom, you aren't me and spending time with me. And as their mom, it's my job to do that. And as they're my children, it's their right to feel like I need more of you. And obviously I'm not saying, you know, the employee boss relationship is that of parent child, but it is that you have people who rely on you, who are looking for your feedback, who are looking for your coaching and support. And if we're not prioritizing the time with them, then it's not really the right. I don't think it's the right message of I'm here for you. I'm invested in you. And I care about your success. So it's, it's like actions, actions speak louder than words. You say that all day but you got to show it and you show it in how you spend your time and you got to prioritize your time with those people. Agree. And I think that that is a muscle I've had to flex as I've been remote in COVID and it, and um, learn more here and there. And I think it's, it's a work in progress for me. So I love that. All right. We're going to try to do a couple more minutes, but I do think one thing that would be huge is how do you build a brand? And Molly, you've gone from individual contributor to VP and you went and worked remote as a manager. You went to director, senior director, and VP. We're all remote. How do you, if headquarters is buzzing and popping and everyone's working at headquarters and you're Mm -hmm. one of the maybe few remote people, how do you build a brand remote? This could be a huge episode, but I I think a couple tidbits would be nice to touch on here and then we'll close it out. So this is where I think written communication is is critical and has been something I have relied on because my interactions with the team is going to basically show up in in email or slacks and so being really thorough being really you know um kind of just buttoned up on how I want to be how I want to show up in those moments but the other thing is this is where taking on more signing up for more I know I haven't been in the office so I'm not the familiar face folks are seeing as they walk the hallways but if I'm constantly raising my hand signing up for projects signing up to take on or take the lead on specific task forces it's really just inserted my I've inserted myself into quote That's unquote great, you know the room even if I'm not there physically as a result of saying, Hey, I'll take the charge on this, or I'll take the lead here. You know, that's me getting involved and, and frankly created a world where we needed to get really good at, you know, video conferencing and utilizing zoom because, Hey, if I'm going to take the lead on this and I, I am, and I want to, I live in Denver. So we have to figure out how that can work. And it was a great way for you to meet more people that don't get experience with Molly. And you show up 100%. You do very good work. And like people like this Molly McKinstry out in Denver, that, you know, she's, she knows what she knows what to do. She's, she's on it. We enjoy working with her. So 
Um, okay. Yeah. Well, we like to try to keep it around 40 minutes. So I think we, 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 we actually got into kind of a lot and started talking about some things, try to give as many details as possible. But, um, I think again, non-negotiables for us were big time, not shifting those one-on-ones, um, making time for your team. I love the personal reach outs. And I think we could talk more about kind of building your brand, especially remote mall. I think that was yeah. really great. I think so too. And for me, one of the things that just really I kind of go back to, and I, I know I already alluded to this, is it's easy to say you're, you're something. It's easy to say this is the type of leader I am or this is how I lead my team. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what we say. It is what we do. So uh-huh. if you cancel one-on-ones with your people, if you cancel those monthly syncs with the team to do a readout on how the group did – It is not showing the team that you actually care care and that you are prioritizing what you say you are prioritizing. And that you're in it with them. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, the, what's that saying? Um, Oh my God. This was a a song by the fray. The hardest thing and the right thing, right. Are, are the same sometimes. And it's true because sometimes it's hard to get on a call with 60 to a hundred people and lead that call and all the prep that goes into that call. And it's easy. The voice in the back of your head may be like, we don't really need this. Everybody already knows, but what you miss is the chance to, again, build that credibility, showcase that brand and, and show the team. I am committing to the hard things. I'm committing to dedicating this time with you all. And therefore my expectation is that is reciprocated across this group. Yeah. I love that mom. And I think that that is very, very important. And and it's small things that are hard things, but those small things make a big difference. And I think that's very, very true. And I've had to learn that and flex more muscles and get better. So Mal, thanks for sharing some of that remote journey. And we can dig in more to this. If you guys like this, we can kind of, um, kind of dive into some of the nuggets that were said today, DM us and let us know, or text us and let us know what you like. But for today, I think we will close it out and we'll be back in two weeks. If that sounds good, Um, but this was really fun. And there's a lot happening in the world and a lot happening all over the place. So this was really fun, Mom. Thanks. Um, just great to see you always. And I just oh love, a, I love a chat. So good to see you, Lizzie. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Yeah. And I realize that the biz tips are pretty specific again to our roles, but mm. we really want to parallel them to the other areas of life. And, and for me, I, you know, I already said the, the work comparisons really naturally fit in many ways to the family and personal. So please also don't be shy to share, you know, what feels the most relevant as you listen along. With that, we are going to wrap it up and you know where to find us. Anywhere you are listening to and following along to podcasts, please subscribe, like, review, share. And we can't wait to be back with you all in two weeks where we'll do a little recap on how the 4th of July was for those in the States and more to come. I love that. And if our audio, you guys, the past couple have been a little rough. I do not know what is making it cut out. We're on Wi-Fi. So hopefully this episode will be clear, but we are a work in progress. Okay. Working on but the tech. Yeah. We're, working on you the guys, tech we're, we're getting there. So thanks again, Maul. Great to see you. Thank you all, all right. for listening and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Lizzie. Bye all. Thank you for tuning in to episode seven of the Sauce Podcast. We hope today we provided you some ideas around working from home. We will see you in two weeks with more biz tips, news, and life experiences. If you liked today's episode, please follow, rate us, and review us, and maybe even give us a little share on social media. 
Molly and I would like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions and not shared on the behalf of others or of our employer Glassdoor. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, and welcome to episode 19 of The Sauce. As the holidays near and we get to the end of 2021, join Molly and I as we share how and if we look at New Year's resolutions and how we set them. Of course, we touch on Lady Tay's re-release of her Red album, and Molly goes back to where it all began, the sauce, and we hear about her trip to the original Sausalito. Thank you always for listening. Happy, happy new year, and we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Hi, and welcome to the Sauce Podcast. It's episode 20. We hope you all are currently relaxing, indulging, and spending some time reflecting on 2021 and getting very excited to head into 2022. We love ending the year with this type of episode. Molly and I talk about, as people leaders, how much we enjoy as well as the importance of fighting for your people. We also reflect back on what we loved about 2021 and the best thing about skiing that I think many of you will agree with. Thank you all saucers so much for listening and joining us on this journey of during 2021. Sending much love to you and your families over this holiday season. Enjoy. Hello there saucers. Welcome to the Sauce Podcast our first episode of 2022. We hope you all had a great end of 2021 and you are finding your pace as we settle into the new year. We are thrilled to launch our first episode here of The Sauce in 2022. As Molly and I were recording this episode, we got very passionate about the topic. It's a topic that can be challenging for many and something we both have had to learn and build skills around throughout the years. This week, the topic we are touching on is conflict in the workforce and how we have handled it and our best tips we could give to work through it. So join us as we talk through all of those. And thank you all always for listening. We hope you enjoy. Hi there, saucers. Welcome to the Sauce Podcast. This week on episode 22 of the Sauce Podcast, Molly and I are easing into 2022 with a fun, conversational, short episode. We discuss all things travel during post-COVID, 2022 energy, and how thankful we are for this community who allows us to have fun, a little bit of sass, and laughs along the way. Thank you always for listening. Hello, saucers. We have a guest on today's episode. Arash Almasi joins us to talk all things DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and that is in the workforce and in our personal lives. Arash is an exceptional enterprise sales rep who has had a passion and is a leader of DEI. Join us as we dive into what DEI is. And we have invited him back for another episode to give more of the why and how you can get involved and have more awareness. Thank you all always for listening and we hope you enjoy. Hello, saucers. Welcome to episode 24. 
This week, Molly and I discuss imposter syndrome. This has been a big topic our entire careers and a hotter topic, especially for women, the past five to 10 years. In this episode, Molly and I share our experiences with imposter syndrome and how we have learned to work through it. It's real. We also touch on our number one, Sarah Blakely, and give an update around some stuff that's happened with her company, Spanx. Thank you always for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, saucers, and welcome to episode 25 of the Sauce Podcast. This week, we have the female founders of Bybee Beauty, a vegan, cruelty-free skincare line. Meet Dominica and Elsie. They join us to talk about when their side hustle became their full-time jobs. They dive into many excellent, excellent topics, such as how they built Bybee from their kitchens into now a global brand. We talk all things working two jobs in the very beginning, the partnership between the two of them, getting millions in funding, and juggling motherhood. Yes, their babies were born just weeks apart. These women were an absolute joy and are two female powerhouses. We hope you enjoy. Hello, saucers, and welcome to episode 26 of the Sauce Podcast. This week, Arash Almasi is back on the sauce for more on DE&I. Arash first came to the sauce on episode 23, where he talked a lot about and educated all of us more on DE&I. This week, he's back to discuss how you can start to educate yourself and kind of give you, gives us all tips and tricks on how to get more involved and curious around DE&I. Arash always brings such good energy and knowledge and has been a huge help to me personally on my DE&I journey. Thank you, Arash. Tune in and we hope you enjoy. Hello, saucers. We have very big news on episode 27 here at The Sauce. Tune in to hear exactly what it is. And after we share that news, Molly and I dive into this time of the great resignation. In episode 11, we talked about signs that it's time to leave your current role. In this episode, we talk through, now that you've made the decision, it's time to leave, how do you decide what you're going to look for in your next job as you're going through interviews and how to stay true to that as you're going through the interview process and not be swayed by other shiny objects that may pop up during the process. Tune in for the big news and great tips. We hope you enjoy. Enjoy. 